change the world. I don't know if you've heard of them, but soon you will. In 2019, I will be the first All Elite Wrestling Champion. Joey Janela, and I'm a bad, bad boy! I am already a champion! I'm Chris Jericho, and I am all in with All Elite Wrestling! Las Vegas, Nevada, at the MGM Grand Garden Arena! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome on and welcome all. My name is Martin and you are listening to Elite Talk, exclusively found on the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to me talk all things elite. And when we talk about all things elite, we're obviously talking about all elite wrestling. And one of the biggest names to be involved with all elite wrestling, of course, is Chris Jericho. Recently, as of today, Chris Jericho put out a brand new podcast where he's talking about how he got involved with AEW, um, his decision to leave the WWE, obviously his contract was up anyway, um, and considering that he'd made an agreement with Vince that he'd never actually worked with a wrestling company inside of a, um, USA, the United States of America ever again, he basically just talks about how it all came about. So we're going to talk about Chris Jericho's comments today there's a couple that really interest me and i am quite excited to get into um but first i'm gonna start well i say first i'm gonna start i'm gonna start with what he really got onto at first and it's something that didn't surprise me but at the same time it still rubbed me up the wrong way uh so Let's let's start with this, shall we? If you haven't gone and listened to the Chris Jericho podcast, obviously after you've listened to me, because you're going to stay around and listen to all this, uh, <laughs> go and listen to the Jericho podcast. It's very interesting. It's very eye-opening. Um, personally, I know that Chris Jericho says in numerous occasions, not just on this podcast, but in general, how much respect he has for Vince and how much he admires Vince. Uh, obviously, he calls Vince McMahon a genius. Um... But personally, I don't think Vince McMahon is really going to like this podcast and the comments that Chris Jericho's made. Um, I can't see Vince taking anything against Jericho, but I think some of this he will not be happy about because we all know that Vince doesn't like people opening the curtain too much. And for me personally, I thought this opened the curtain quite a bit. Um, A lot of things that were said from Chris Jericho that none of us have ever heard before, um, talking about the Undertaker match that was scheduled, the casket match at the, what was it called, the Saudi, the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, Very interesting on that. But one of the main things that I want to really talk about is this this pitched Intercontinental Champion match. So I'm getting ahead of myself. So basically Jericho's podcast starts out and he basically mentions obviously AEW and he mentions how long he was with WWE. Um, and he said that his contract was running out with the WWE and then he got offered the chance through Don Callis to go and work New Japan and go and work with Kenny Omega, which is something Jericho wanted to do. He ran it past Vince and Vince was fine with it. 
Um, then fast forward a couple more months after Kenny had done that and Vince apparently offered Chris Jericho and I am skimming over the top here because there's a lot to get through um, Chris Jericho, oh sorry not Chris Vince McMahon then offered Chris Jericho the opportunity to um, work the Royal, the Greatest Royal Rumble or whatever, the f- I, don't, I forgot what they called it, it uh, that fucking event was dick all. it was absolute ass wank I can't even think of the words for it. It was... Ah, man. If you honestly put money into that, then you're a piece of shit. And you know why. You know why. Um, And I'm not sugarcoating that either. You can get fucked. Um, I've lost my place now. So, yeah, anyway. um, Vince had offered Chris Jericho... um, I forgot the words that he mentioned. Basically, like an amazing offer to work the the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view, if you ever want to call it that. And the match was going to be Undertaker versus Jericho in a casket match. Um, Jericho was all for it. He was excited. He likes working with Undertaker. Jericho then told Vince that um, he's got a deal with New Japan after Saudi after the Saudi Arabia thing. That he's going to be working three matches for them. It's a three-match contract. Vince wasn't happy with it. And then three hours later, Vince texted Chris Jericho. Didn't ring him. Um, he texted him and saying you've been pulled from the Undertaker match. Now I don't know again because I didn't really I didn't really watch either of the Royal Rumbles to be quite honest. I was in and out when they were both on. Um, I remember Jericho and Jericho did say this on his podcast as well. He did come out at number fifty. I don't know if that's the Royal Rumble where he was supposed to face the Undertaker or if it was the one after or before. I'm not too sure. You guys, you WWE fans, um, will obviously know more than I do. So, Jericho got the text, obviously, that he'd been pulled from the Undertaker match and it was going to be Rusev again. And Vince gave him the reason behind it is that the Saudi prince would have um, preferred Rusev to be in the match over the Undertaker. Jericho said he didn't believe that. He thought that that was hogwash. And, um, obviously, I'm paraphrasing. Jericho never used the word hogwash. And um, Jericho basically said, look, him him and Undertaker are the draws. That would have been the match. Um, would have been the match of the night him and Taker have a lot of fun together but it is where it is so that already shows you the kind of man that Vince is we know the kind of man that Vince is and again I'm not I'm not a WWE talker I'm not a Vince McMahon talker I've strictly started podcasting again for All Elite Wrestling because it's something I'm excited to talk about I'm never really excited to talk about WWE because I think it's shit Um. So yeah, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here. But anyway, I'm leading into what Jericho was talking about in regards to the Intercontinental title thing. Jericho, months later, ends up going on and winning the Intercontinental Championship in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Jericho then rings Vince McMahon and says, or he pitches an idea to Vince and basically says, look, Seth Rollins is the Intercontinental Champion in the WWE. I am the Intercontinental Champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Why don't we do a thing at SummerSlam? Why don't we do a deal at SummerSlam where I wrestle Rollins at SummerSlam, Intercontinental Champion, against Intercontinental Champion? Jericho said, you didn't. You don't even have to book the ending as uh, WWE goes over on New Japan or vice versa. You could have Braun Strowman or someone that you're going to set up with Rollins come out and cost the DQ or cost the match or whatever. Um if Vince were ever going to be scared about putting New Japan over WWE, which of course he'd never do. Um, Don't forget, as much as Vince doesn't see New Japan as competition, um, which I don't really think he should do, 
Don't forget that New Japan are still on Access TV, which to my recollection is a channel in America. So regardless if you think it's competition or not, it's another wrestling promotion that is promoted in America. So, you know, Vince could be looking at it like that. But the thing that annoys me about this, right, and I've, I've, I've done really well in the last couple of years because I used to have a really, really bad temper, especially when it came to stuff like social media. For anyone who followed me on Facebook, um, I don't go on Facebook anymore because it's like poison to me. Uh, and I used to make a lot of statuses about a lot of shit, basically, and there's just no need for it. So I've done really well in the last couple of years, and recently, with this Kenny Omega business especially, I've been seeing people going back and forth, and people have been having like strings and strings of arguments over why Kenny should go to WWE, Kenny would be better used in WWE, uh, Vince would use him right, blah, blah, blah. Well, let me say something, right? You've got Chris Jericho ringing Vince himself and pitching one of the best ideas in the wrestling business today. Chris Jericho versus Seth Rollins is already a class match, no matter how you look at it. But both of them are in different companies. Jericho with New Japan. Uh, Rollins, obviously, with um, WWE. Both of them are the Intercontinental Champions with each respective companies. How the hell can anyone reject that match for SummerSlam? It does wonders for WWE. It brings Japanese eyes to WWE. If they're not watching it, regardless, you've got more viewership on the network for that one night. You've built SummerSlam up, which is supposed to be your second, if not Royal Rumble, your second biggest pay-per-view of the year. And people wanted guys like Kenny Omega to go to WWE to work with this old fuck who just doesn't get it anymore. This is why I don't keep up... Well, I keep up with WWE. I, re I said that wrong. This is why I don't watch the WWE anymore. I watch the Royal Rumble, I watch SummerSlam, and I watch uh, WrestleMania. Those are the three things that I take time off work for because they're entertaining. To me personally, watching SummerSlam... Watching Royal Rumble and watching WrestleMania, whether I don't like WWE or not, I keep up with it. I know what's going on. I know the feuds, and I haven't. I get entertainment out of watching those three pay-per-views. But for people to genuinely go on social media and get angry at people who want Kenny Omega to move, um, sorry, to accept the contract in AEW because they want to see Kenny change the world they want Kenny to change the industry because he's got it on his shoulders that he's able to do that because he's so fucking good people genuinely want him to go to the WWE just so eventually when Kenny finally retires and who's to say he'll retire in WWE because God knows Jericho ain't retiring in WWE who the fuck is to say that Omega's even going to end up going through the YouTube thing anymore one of the things that people were saying that a lot of people were making a case for, and I did bring it up, was one of the things that WWE could offer Kenny Omega was the route to go down in the celebrity gaming world because Kenny has said numerous times that Kenny eventually wants to leave wrestling when he thinks that he can't wrestle anymore or when he thinks that his time's up, um, when he can't put on five-star matches anymore and he wants to go and branch out into celebrity gaming. Obviously, in the WWE, or so I've heard, because again, I don't watch this crap, um, AJ Styles is now going down that route 
um, Xavier Woods has got some YouTube gaming channel or something, so that would have been good for Kenny. And I admit, if Kenny wants to do that, AEW isn't that company that's going to set that up for him. He'll get a lot of viewerships because he's Kenny Omega. And if it's tied with being the elite and it's tied with AEW, it is going to get a lot of viewerships. But of course, WWE would be the platform for it, and I get that. But people genuinely want Kenny Omega to go and work WrestleMania, Rumble, SummerSlam, a fucking Monday Night Raw, or a Friday Night Smackdown, or whenever the fuck it's being moved to now, with Vince McMahon telling him what to do. Kenny Omega is one of the most creative minds in wrestling today. Look at the characters that he's played over the last three, four years. Look how different they've been. Look how charismatic this fucking guy is. Look how many ideas he brings to the table. All these fucking New Japan entrances. No one's telling him that he has to do that. He's creating those himself, just like Finn did back in the day. Look at look at the trash entrances that Finn's got now. He does the exact same thing every night. You compare that to what he was bringing in the independent scene. Get the fuck out of here. He was coming out dressed like Bane, Joker. Um, he painted himself up as Venom. Look at his fucking Wrestle Kingdom entrance where he came out, uh, out, out of the coffin. You fucking guys who talk about Kenny Omega and you want him to be in the WWE and then you downplay what Vince would do to him. You are fucking trash and I will not listen to anything you have to say when it comes to wrestling. And I'm sorry if anyone's getting attacked by that. If you're generally sat here listening to me now thinking, you little prick, what fucking Vince would do fine with him. That's You know what? That's fine. Don't listen to me. Um, fuck off. Go and listen to someone else because when you've got... Chris Jericho, who is one of the best wrestlers we've ever seen, he's on the platform of Eddie Guerrero, and you're seriously telling, and creatively wise, Jericho has reformed himself so many times, and he's still doing it today. And he comes to Vince McMahon and gives him a fantastic idea to promote both companies and to put WWE over New Japan because don't forget this would have been on a WWE pay-per-view that already is putting WWE over New Japan that's basically saying look we're giving them the platform we're giving them a really high platform in America if they do well in the next couple of years it's because they've been seen on our our TV showing Jericho comes with a great idea like that for him and Rollins and Vince this was the best because I've not even told you this yet Jericho said that Vince didn't even ring him back. He didn't even have the respect to ring Jericho back and say, sorry, we can't do it, or I'm just worried that this, this, and this, blah, blah, whatever. Vince didn't have the respect, and we've heard about this before. CM Punk even mentioned it years ago, that um, he'd been asked to do a WWE film, and Punk said, look, I'll do it, but I can't have, I'll, take, I'll have house shows off then. Or I'll have European tour off or whatever it was. I can't remember now. And Triple H said, alright, no worries, I'll get back to you. And then, before anyone told CM Punk anything, CM Punk was reading it on the website that Randy Orton was now in the film. What the fuck? This is the biggest company in the world and they don't even have the respect to ring people who are genuinely trying to make the company better. You're telling me... Chris Jericho versus Seth Rollins when Jericho was signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling and he brings the New Japan Pro Wrestling Intercontinental title to WWE. You're telling me people want to tune in for that? If I was strictly against WWE and I was only watching New Japan and I saw that Chris Jericho 
was building up a match with Seth Rollins for, um, and he was going to bring the New Japan Intercontinental title with him. You're damn right I would have fucking gone and looked it on the network. I'm not saying I would have paid 9.99 for it. You can suck my dick. But you know where I'm going with it. So you got these fucking waste men who are seriously saying that Vince McMahon is... Oh, fucking... I'm not getting heated over it. Just... Oh. I need to move, I need to move on. So anyway, that was on Jericho's podcast, like I said, just to go over it again. Um, Jericho went to Vince and offered him the chance. He said that New Japan want, New Japan were happy to do it. Um, and Vince just never rung, rung him back about it. So, yeah. Uh, well done, Vince, as usual. Uh, you fucking prick. Anyway, moving on. So this is the next thing that caught my eye that, again, just puts Tony Khan over for all of us. Tony Khan made it possible for Chris Jericho to appear at All In because he paid for Jericho's private jet to get to Osaka for his Fozzy gig the night after. Um, again, this was another thing. Jericho had been asked to work an event for WWE. Uh, Chris Jericho said, look, I've got a gig in Osaka. I can, I can make the WWE pay-per-view if you need me to, but I need to get a private jet to Osaka. Vince never rung him back. Again, he never rung him back. Then you compare that to Tony Khan, who is offering Chris Jericho a private jet just to make a 30-second appearance in All In. Vince was asking Jericho to wrestle on his pay. I forgot what pay-per-view it was. It might have even been SummerSlam. I'm not too sure. I think it might have been. Because it's around about the same time we're talking about it. But anyway, regardless, go and listen to it yourself. Um, the point I'm trying to make here is Vince wanted Jericho... Jericho said, right, all I need is a private jet to get me to my fuzzy gig, and that's it. I'll show up for you. Vince never rung him back. Tony Khan, or sorry, Cody Rhodes, offered Jericho the chance to work at All In, or just even appear at All In. Jericho said, I'm really sorry. I've got a gig at Osaka. Um, If I'm doing it All In, I'd have to have a private jet. Tony Khan comes in and says, don't worry, I've got it covered. This guy... His fucking music to wrestling fans ears all over the world. I do not give a fuck. Um, Jericho also mentioned that Tony Khan had actually... um, It was actually Jericho's manager. um, I forgot his name now. Who is working with AEW as well. um, As a scout guy. And he can scout me out a bit of this H2O because I'm getting parched. Talking about Vince McMahon and his fucking relegated old dusty ass ways. I can't even open my fucking bottle. Hold on a minute. I'm holding my microphone. I'm holding the bottle. Let's say, here we go. I don't want to spill this water over my laptop. Ah. She's an old girl. My laptop. And if I spilt water on her, if I got her wet, who knows what would happen. It'd be catastrophe. Catastrophe. Clear up. But anyway. Jump back into this. So. Um, yeah, Jericho said that Tony Khan and the Khan, and the Khan family, or Tony Khan specifically, um, had been in the market for a while trying to get their own um, wrestling company sorted. What did he say? Something about Impact. He said something about Impact, and I can't remember. I'll come back to it later. Um, so this isn't just a thing where... Because uh, when I first heard about it, I generally thought Cody and the Young Bucks, after all in, had made 
the choice that they wanted to start their own company up and they'd gone out to find investors themselves. Not the case. According to Chris Jericho, he says that Tony Khan was the person who made the approach. Or, sorry, say it again. Chris Jericho's manager put Tony Khan um, in talks with the Young Bucks and Cody because Jericho thought that they'd be a good fit and it turns out that that's what it was. So it turns out that Tony Khan was actually the guy who wanted to start the company before the Bucks and Cody. That, to me, is really, really fucking interesting. Plus, you pair that now with the news that we got the other day that Tony Khan is officially head of creative and he will be the Vince McMahon type role. Um, I'm happy with this news. I'm, I've got a lot of faith in Tony Khan. Um, you know, this guy is a bigger mark than I am. He's been to more independent shows than I am. He goes to Rev Pro. These guys are based in London. Even Jericho himself said at the end of the podcast, you know, these guys, the Khan family are based in London and they work heavily in England. Um, AEW is eventually going to end up getting taken over to England. There's also talks about it going over in Germany and Australia. You know, these guys haven't even been on TV yet. They've not even put on an event yet. They've had a rally in Jaguar. In Jaguar, what a knobhead. In Jacksonville. In Jaguar. <laughs> what a fucking dick! In um, they've had one rally in Jacksonville that did over a thousand people, and they're already getting offers to go over in Australia and Germany. You know that's money there already before we've even gone on TV. So all signs are good for AEW at the moment, especially this Tony Khan news. But anyway, moving on. Um, this was very interesting. I never thought that this would have been a thing. I know that Jericho's um very good friends with Don Callis and I know that it was actually Jericho who I think got Don Callis involved with TNA, I'm sure it was um, but Jericho had never had any intentions on signing with Impact until Don Callis was there turns out Jericho had actually sat down with Don Callis and um, oh, the other, I forgot the other guy's name, I'm really sorry but it turns out Jericho was in talks with Impact to sign for them until Tony Khan offered him the money for AEW. So before Jericho signed with AEW, either months before or six months before, whatever it may be, Jericho was in physical talks with Don Callis and Jericho was seriously, seriously considering signing with TNA Impact. Personally, I think Vince would have been fine with that. Um, Vince has never seen TNA um, are they even called TNA anymore? Or is it just called Impact? Well, regardless, you know what I'm on about when I say TNA or Impact. Um, for me personally, just with how Vince has always always talked about him, Vince has never seen them as competition, and he never will do, and he never should do. Um, Jericho does say in this podcast that people play down Impact; they've got money behind them, and they do have money behind them. But the production value that they've got, or the production value they give us, is trash. Um, it's always been trash. Impact have always struggled. And especially with what um, Dave Meltzer reported recently on the newsletter, Impact's numbers at the moment are doing terrible. They're on that new channel now, and apparently the channel they're on in America, because obviously I don't know anything about American TV stations, the channel that Impact are on is like a hunting channel. So all the people who watch that channel are all like old hunting guys who like go out in the wilderness and shit. And they're streaming on Twitch. Apparently the Twitch numbers aren't good. And the channel they're on is not the channel they need to be on. A, a wrestling channel, a wrestling event should not be on. So at the moment, Impact aren't looking good. They've not looked good for years, obviously. But somehow they, they do crawl their way through. Or should I say claw their way through. 
So credit to Impact for staying along this for staying around this long. Personally, I'd be very, very surprised if I saw him in five years. But then again, five years ago I probably would have said that. So um it's fifty fifty with Impact personally. But yeah, I was quite surprised to hear Jericho was this involved with Impact to the to the level of he was going to sign for AEW. But then Jericho does say that Tony Khan then eventually offered him the chance to work for AEW and with AEW. Obviously, Jericho's contract wouldn't have been exclusive. Or, sorry, it isn't exclusive. Um, I don't think Impact's contract could have been exclusive either. Uh, I don't think Jericho would have signed for that at all. Um, and Jericho even says that Khan was offering him NHL money, which obviously Jericho's Canadian, so he sees it as... The National Hockey League is the league, which is is fine. He also says that it's you know it's decent NFL money as well. So you know that you can see how much money that Jericho is going to be on. Uh, Jericho signed for three years, so again we knew that already. So I was really surprised actually to hear that Jericho was going to be signed with Impact. I, I never thought that'd be a, that'd be the thing for Jericho. But who the fuck am I? Um. So moving through, Jericho says he isn't in AEW for the money. Obviously, we heard him say that at the rally. He's there for the challenge. WWE will still be WWE without Chris Jericho. He likes the thought of putting a new company on his back. Um, that for me is awesome. You want a guy like that. You want a guy who has weight on his name like Chris Jericho. Because no offense to Cody, the Bucks, Pac, Hangman especially. Um... All those other guys who've signed for AEW are class, but a constant theme keeps getting brought up. AEW cannot make a serious running of this if it is just going to be cool indie guys and the OEW guys from China. They can't do. They need guys like Chris Jericho. Um, As much as people don't want to admit it, because there's a lot of people not a massive fan of this Goldberg news, Goldberg would be a good sign for him. Obviously, I'm not saying Goldberg every week, uh, Goldberg's your fucking heavyweight champion for a year. I'm not saying that at all. That'd be dreadful. But you know, Goldberg shows up on one of your pay-per-views. Chris Jericho's there as well. That's two massive names in the wrestling industry. And again, they're two WWE established guys. You know, people downplay it. People see Chris Jericho on TV, or people hear Chris Jericho's name. Same with Goldberg. That's eyes on your product, and that's what AEW need at the starting point. I'm not saying, obviously, five years, six years, eight years, ten years down the line, you still need to be booking guys like Goldberg and Jericho. But AEW are in the, they're in the starting. They need guys like Jericho, and this Jericho signing was is massive, and it is, you know, it was massive. And Jericho doesn't play play it down at all. Um, so yeah, it's all it's all really um, really positive, really positive news. Really on the Jericho podcast. I mean, I am plucking at straws a little bit here because they didn't really give us too much information on AEW. We mainly just talked about why he signed for them and how he signed for them over WWE. Considering, like I said before at the start of the podcast, he told Vince he wouldn't work in America for another wrestling company. But when he said. He, he said um, apparently when he told Vince they talked about it, they chatted about it and they had a verbal handshake over the phone so either Vince doesn't see them as competition and it'd be like it, Jericho going to impact Vince is fine with it or whatever, he's not too sure obviously um, Jericho alluded to before that Vince wasn't happy when Jericho was going to be signing 
a three-match deal with New Japan over coming back to the WWE. That's why he got pulled from the Undertaker match. Um, so Vince probably just sees this as, look, Chris wouldn't fit in around WWE. We'd probably force him in to a thing. Plus, even Jericho said if he wants to go back to the WWE, um, he'd probably end up getting put with Kevin Owens again. And it's, it's it won't be as good the second time around. And, you know, I totally admit that. Whereas he goes to AEW, he can still work New Japan. He can work Will Ospreay. He can work Ibushi. He can work Hangman. You know, him and Cody, I think, would be fucking awesome. Um, so, yeah, for me personally, I think AEW is a fantastic, fantastic fucking company for Chris Jericho to really take the bull by the horns and just go full leather. So, I'm excited as fuck for Jericho in AEW. And especially after hearing his thoughts on this podcast, you know, he doesn't doesn't play it down one bit, he's up for this, he's fucking ready to take on the world, Um, he said a really cool thing as well, he said look, I have all the respect in the world for Vince, Um, he was a genius, I always look up to him, and you know, I said on the phone to him as well, you know, I respect you, and then he said, um, but you know, it's time for work, it's time for war, and when he said that, it's just, it just, that for me shows me the fire in Jericho, and it shows me that he, he does want he does want to challenge WWE. He did say on the podcast that AEW aren't going into this to compete with WWE out the out the starting block. Um, and of course they're not. They shouldn't do it. I think that would be really stupid if AEW said in a year or two years they're going to be on the level of WWE. That's, that's ridiculous. And people who are saying that need to fuck off because it's not going to happen in that time at all. Um... But, look, Jericho said, we want to offer the wrestling fan something new, something different. And that's what AEW is going to be. And we're all fucking excited for it. Uh, But anyway, moving through, AEW will not be on a shitty little app. This is Jericho talking about the TV deals that were going on. Um, Jericho has alluded to this a couple of days ago, obviously, on Busted Open. I talked about it already. Uh, Jericho said that he knew of a couple, um, if not three, that are on the table and they are like, wow, um, like really big deals. And Jericho said, look, AEW will not be on a shitty little app. Um, They will be on a very big television station. Jericho is confident that they're going to, that they're in advanced talks basically with at least two big TV stations. And again, I can't personally say, I've heard that it's going to be, um, TBS or some, whatever that is um, I don't watch American TV I don't know anything about American TV channels obviously I only know British TV channels so for instance if it was going to be on Sky Sports 1 that I think that's like the ESPN for you guys over in America so apparently AEW were talking to TBS or whoever the hell that is so apparently it's big deals that's all I know Um and you can see also with the amount of money Jericho signed for and the amount that Jericho's putting into this himself, you can tell he's the guy that's going to be in the know. He's going to know a lot of things. Plus, he even said when um, the first re- the first time he was proper talking to guys like Kenny and Cody in the books and that, they had a group chat going on. So you're not telling me they've not got a group chat anymore. So the executive vice presidents being Cody, being the young books... They're obviously going to tell Jericho what's going on in this group chat. So Jericho knows what the deal is. So, yeah, I'm very confident that AEW are going to land a big TV deal, especially with all these guys coming out and saying it. 
I think the rumour's going to be totally, totally fucking true. Uh, and finally, I am going to end it here because, as you can tell, or at least you might have been able to tell over the podcast, I've been rushing a little bit. Got a lot of things to do tonight. I've just come home from college. Um, but I wanted to record a podcast. You know, I wanted to get amongst it for the viewers, for the fans, for the people. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to end with this because this is how Jericho ended his podcast. It was very interesting. At the end of the podcast, Jericho says, will I miss working with my WWE brothers? Yeah, of course I will. But I wouldn't be surprised when I see him in AEW next year. Now that is a para- I had I did paraphrase that. Jericho didn't say it in those words, but he did say something along those lines and it was said in the way of, yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if I see them in AEW next year. When he talks about his brothers, there's not a lot of people in WWE that aren't, like, obviously you've got guys like Undertaker. They're not leaving WWE for AEW. Of course they're not. Um, But that's someone Jericho is close with. So it's not going to be Undertaker. Jericho is close, or at least on very, very good friendship terms, with guys that he's podcasted with in regards to Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Go back and look at Talking Shop on the um, Talkies Jericho podcast. Those guys have been out for drinks in Japan together. Those guys have gone out on nights out together. They're really good friends. So if Jericho is alluding to guys like Anderson and Gallows going to AEW after it's already been rumoured when the contracts are ended, I can see it happening. Um, But who who do you think Jericho's talking about when he talks about WWE? Um... I personally don't know if he's tied in with guys like Ty Dillinger and Dolph Ziggler, two names that are rumoured to be leaving WWE um, in search of that green, green grass of AEW. Who knows? People think that guys like Dolph Ziggler and Ty Dillinger are going to be lifers in WWE. I think those guys personally would flourish in AEW, but you never know. Things do wonders for people's career away from WWE. We've seen it many, many times. But anyway, guys, I'm going to rush off there. Thank you very much if you've listened to any or all of this. Uh, make sure to go and follow me on Twitter at AEWpodcast1. Again, thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.